What's happening with it? This is Slink Johnson, a.k.a. Black Jesus, your Lord and Savior. And you're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. How you love that? You are listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. Featuring Pod of Thrones and... The Shiznit. This is the Red Rock Podcast Network. From Red Rock Studios in Los Angeles, California, this is the Shiznit. And your host, Damon Standifer, Charlie Bell, and Dean O'Reilly. Now, put your hands together for the Shiznit. Well, all right. Welcome back to another episode of the Shiznit Show. We realize that you have a choice in your podcast listening, and we appreciate you listening to us. Good day, Weasel. Good day, Mike. Good day. And uh, there is no Charlie Bell today. Charlie Bell is kind of under the weather. So our sending out good vibrations uh, to Charlie Bell. But we do have with us today, back, should I say back again, <laughs> none other than Mr. Pip Lilly. Yes, 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 yes. Good to be here. And uh, let's bring him in. Let's greet him with, his, uh, little, with, with our little guest intro here. <laughs> You gave me one direction, and I messed it up. <laughs> one. He That's told okay. me one thing to do. Oh, I thought, I thought he gave me the boy band. <laughs> <laughs> one direction. <laughs> He's like, happy birthday to me. <laughs> Damn. I was like, man, you never did nothing like that for me. <laughs> I can't do nothing with them boys. <laughs> oh, well, welcome back, brother, and a very, very happy birthday to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we know that you uh, have been uh, all around the world and can't find your baby Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) since we last saw you. Um, So I'm excited to hear about some of those, uh, some stories. I'm sure you got many adventures and whatnot. I have sea adventures. (laughs) Yeah. So so tell us what's been going on. Uh, how, how, How was your summer? Break it down. Okay. So I worked on a cruise 
line, which I won't name, but uh, I didn't work for the cruise line. I worked for a comedy theater right. that was on this cruise line as cool. a guest entertainer. Mm-hmm. So I did sketch and improv, and that was it. That So like I basically just lived on a ship and worked three days a week. Wow. I want to be like Pip Lily when I grow up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nice. I spent the summer in Bermuda. <laughs> I was wow, in Bermuda man. every three days every week. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I was I was following you via Facebook and I was happy hating on you. <laughs> happy hating. Cuz I, I was I was I was happy for you, but I was a little little bit of me was hating cuz I was jealous cuz it was like, damn. I wish I was Pip Lily. <laughs> no. No, cuz you got to go you got to be home. Yeah. There is a joy in being home. I mean, it's basically being That's on the true. road. Mm-hmm. It's being on the road, but it's for straight months. And it's not in a hotel. It's on a boat. You yeah. know, it's rocks and, you know, you are, you you spend in at least four days a week at sea. Okay. Well, I wish I was you for one month. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You would have liked Canada. We went to Canada. Oh, I've been to Canada. The cruise on the Eastern Maritime mm-hmm. provinces. Right. Man. Yeah. Man, that's beautiful. Yeah. That is Halifax, mm-hmm. Nova Scotia. Oh, man. And the food. Yeah, I haven't, the been, seafood. I haven't been that deep into Canada. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I ate lobster. Like yeah. I'm, my cholesterol must be so <laughs> through the, the roof. <laughs> what a, what a way to go, right? Right? <laughs> you know exactly. And go with a smile on my face. Exactly. And yeah, butter on my lips. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor's yep. like your lo- your your um your cholesterol is like five thousand. <laughs> like yeah, doc, but it was worth it. <laughs> totally worth it. For a lobster roll, <laughs> lobster. All the uh, oysters, mm-hmm. too. Oh, man. So good. Yeah. Yeah. That's the part that was envious. The Bermuda, after, you, you know, Bermuda is nice. It's a beautiful island. Right. People are lovely. But mm-hmm. you go there, and it's the same. It's, it's an island. Mm-hmm. So right. it's the same fucking island <laughs> every week. So, and it's expensive. Yeah. yeah. So you're not, you know, and I'm not a tourist. I'm not on the, I'm not on a cruise. Right. I'm working. Yeah. Right. So I'm not trying to spend all my money. Right. Where I'm working. Right. 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 Yeah, you're trying to bring it home. Right. Yeah. So you get off, I get off the ship. I was looking for Wi-Fi. Yeah. Okay. A cafe with Wi-Fi, right? Mm-hmm. Get a uh, cup drink, of coffee. Cup of coffee. <laughs> An expensive cup of coffee, but I'm like, but it's worth it for the Wi-Fi. Right. Exactly. And that's the, how I listen to you all show oh, when man. I was able to. Right. Okay. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. That's a real fan. <laughs> Hell yeah. And some of y'all in your houses with your cables and everything and still can't listen to the show. Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately, they they're, they're not around to hear that. So, <laughs> well, when y'all do check in, fuck y'all. But then unfuck y'all because y'all did tune in. So, <laughs> I guess it's a wash. Hey, you're stuck in a catch twenty two. A, right. a fuck you twenty two. <laughs> a fuck twenty two. <laughs> That sounds like uh, some sort of uh, like some sort of co-ed uh, yeah. fantasy or some shit. <laughs> fuck twenty two. A canum fuck. <laughs> I thought that was like police code. <laughs> it's a fuck twenty two in progress. <laughs> fuck twenty two in progress. Oh, uh, we're on our way. One of twelve. One of twelve. It's fuck twenty two in progress. <laughs> What's up with you, Weeze? Oh uh, man. Up well, you know, I got that question that's been uh, troubling me for years. Uh oh. If a uh, if a comic tells jokes and there's no one around to hear it, <laughs> will he still get heckled? 
<laughs> Turns out, yeah, he will. <laughs> in in fair in, in fairness to uh to the hecklers, they they weren't talking to me. <laughs> they were talking to each other. Oh. I just I just happened to interrupt, you know, because by doing my set. <laughs> So, I, so in other words, you you're rude. Like you're interrupting these people's conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I felt really bad about it because I'm up here telling jokes and they're trying to and they're trying to uh, to have a conversation, right? And and and, and drink and yeah. and I'm I'm ruining their evening. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How rude of you. Yeah. So you know to the. Uh, to the two Latino gentlemen who, uh, whose conversation I interrupted uh, uh, the other night, I apologize. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that's yeah, that's got to be yeah. got to be annoying. And, uh, and the cool thing is, like you know, when a, a guy you know like me addresses him, I, I look threatening. So, uh, <laughs> so it looks like I'm about to kick somebody's ass when in, in reality I'm not. Right. But, uh, <laughs> so hopefully I put a little fear in, into them. Right. And, and uh, but other than that, man, you know, it was uh, it was a pretty dry week. You know, um, mm-hmm. I got to uh, got to uh, uh, spend the time with my coworker who was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess it wasn't dry for everybody. Yeah, no. <laughs> I knew he had a drinking problem, but I I had never seen him fucked up before at work. And uh, man, he was wasted. Wow. And uh, it was. Uh, so he might have crossed that that line and gone from the functional alcoholic to the dysfunctional <laughs> alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, fortunately, he was. You know, some some guys are are, are violent when when they drink. And uh, fortunately, he was he was uh, uh, he's a friendly or at least he was friendly and incredibly nice to the customers mm. uh, while he was drunk. So it, it wasn't you know, I, I think I'm a nasty drunk. I, I've never been drunk before, but I think I would be a nasty drunk. <laughs> You've never been drunk before, but you just, <laughs> this is pie hypothesis. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think I would be because, you know, I got a lot of anger issues. I got a lot of stuff I'm repressing. I think if you got drunk, you'd be trying to stick your dick wherever you could. <laughs> that's what I think. That's the kind of drunk I think you are. You know, but if wow. I stuck, if I stuck it in the wrong hole, though, man, there'd be a lot of anger coming out. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. I'm a happy drunk. Yeah, you are? Oh, totally. I love everybody. Yeah, me I'm too. I'm a, I'm a happy drunk too. I love everybody. I'm like, give me a hug. Yeah. <laughs> this, hey, yeah, hey my cool. friend. You're great. I love you all. That's wow. me. So, how long in, in, was he, how long into the shift did like did it wear off or did he? Uh, I don't know. He let me go early. Mm. So uh, he was drunk, yeah. <laughs> man. You need to go. Just, just, just leave, man. I, I know you don't want to be here. So I'm gonna clock you out at four o'clock. It's two thirty now. Just go. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, boss. <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. Benny. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Wish my boss would drink a little bit. <laughs> Come to work drunk every now and again. Shit, who, who don't want to go home two hours early <laughs> on the clock? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, so I, 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 yeah, I, I, I had a, it, I had uh had to do send some stuff to my agent and stuff, but I couldn't do it. It's hard for me to to do that on the phone. Mm-hmm. So fortunately, I got to go home early so I could take care of all that stuff. Uh, they needed a digital photo of me full length, and they needed my sizes, 
which I don't have off the top of my head, so I had to go home and do all that stuff. So mm-hmm. him letting me go home was was actually actually cool. Yeah, and uh, and then I got to perform later on to uh, to uh, empty. <laughs> Except for the two guys that having the conversation, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. whom you so rudely interrupted? I, right? I, you know, I, I, I shouldn't do that, man. I, I really, I really, I, I'm gonna try and do better. And with your comedy, that how <laughs> you know dare I'm you? How you know? dare you? Yeah, with comedy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, they didn't let it stop that, so that, that's the important thing. <laughs> oh man, yeah. See, I think I would be calling motherfuckers out <laughs> if I was on stage and people were just. I would. I'm really. Sh- I think I'd be putting people on the spot. I'd be mm-hmm. calling them out. I, I, oh, I, I I went over there. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah. I I uh, I. Oh, the only thing that was I I let my anger overtake me, mm-hmm. so I didn't really say anything funny. I just I went over there, basically said, you know, I'm sorry to interrupt you, and I gave them the mic, and uh, <laughs> well, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, I I didn't I I I. I but it was I was angry, you know. Some comics they cover it up, and they can they come up with uh, quick uh, mm-hmm. retorts and stuff like that. And I think I did stuff that, but I was still I I, I wish I wish I had been funnier, <laughs> basically. Mm. I, I would have said something to him. Yeah, I think actually I tell I'm I will more. I'm more likely to tell you off if I'm on stage than mm-hmm. I would in real life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I would probably be like that well i don't know i think i might tell you off either way but <laughs> depending on the circumstances no i went i went on the cruise on the ship you know you get the audience a lot of it is you know we get suggestions from the audience to mm-hmm. yell stuff mm-hmm. out but when we're not getting suggestions and people are still yelling stuff out mm-hmm. or they're stepping on the lines and mm-hmm. the, the sketch scene yeah it's like i'll shut them down mm-hmm. yeah fast yeah. yeah like i'm like get your own damn show yeah <laughs> okay yeah. Yeah. yeah but you're not gonna outdo us while we doing our show right yeah. i heard that shoot all right so with that why don't we go ahead and get into these topics news and noteworthy the shiznit got a lot of clips today so Pip, did you this first story of boxer Yusuf Mack? Did you send this to me? I did. Okay, I thought so, but I couldn't. I, I read so many stories, um, and some not not that many of them are referrals. Most of them are you know stuff that I come across on my own. I get stuff you know from occasional person here and there. Um, a lot from Chad Samuel, our uh, Facebook editor. But other than him, most of them just stuff you know I just kind of find while browsing, and I was like. I had forgotten that you sent this to me, and I, when I was going over the the, the the show today and making up the document, everything, I was like, "Okay, I wonder. I hope Pip doesn't think I put this in here just for." I was like, "Wait a minute, I think Pimp sent me this." <laughs> I did. <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, he's not gonna be offended. I think he sent mm-hmm. me this." So anyway, uh, yeah. So this is your story. You want to go ahead, and I, I have audio for it, but you can go ahead and introduce it, and uh, you know, give us the the lowdown. On oh, it. I haven't heard audio except for the the watching the video of him. Getting fucking ass. Uh, <laughs> boxer Yusuf Mac, uh, who's was I think he was engaged to be married. Okay. He has like ten kids. Oh damn! Um, but it was re- revealed that he was in a porn, a gay porn. Right. There's three dudes in this porn, mm-hmm. and he was one of the dudes. And it's clearly him. Mm-hmm. You can see his tattoos. Mm-hmm. It's I mean his face. I mean he's mm-hmm. nothing covered up. And he when first the allegations came out, he said that 
he was drugged. Mm-hmm. He remembered doing it, but he was drugged, and um, uh, that's why he, he didn't remember anything at the time. Then he yeah. said, "Like, oh well, uh, I'm I was bisexual. I was drugged, but I was bis- I'm bisexual, right. mm-hmm. and I'm just coming out." Then it, then you know, then it was like, "No, I lied. I yeah. did it. Yeah, I did it. I need the money, yeah. and yeah, I'm I'm I, it's 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 me. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh-huh. here's here's a little uh, uh, interview uh, with him, kind of coming clean, basically." In the media, the 35-year-old father of 10 claimed he was drugged and forced into doing gay porn. So what did he get? $4,500. Oh, but now Max telling a much different story about what he did and the lies he told to cover up who he is. Fox 29's Quincy Harris sat down exclusively with Mac as he sets the record straight. What do you want to tell the people? I'm gay. Okay. I'm tired of holding it in. You know, it is what it is. I live my life. I'm gay. How long have you known? Um, about a, about a, about eight years. The whole story concocted of you were drugged. Um, that that story. It was all a lie. It was all a lie. All a lie. Okay. To try to cover myself up, you know. How many tapes have you done? Just one. Okay, now this is the only tape that came out. Yes. There was Just only. One. Yes. So you do remember everything yes. that happened. Walk us through that. I guess. Give us every excruciating detail. Well, I wasn't there, you know. I mean, I just didn't know when it was going to come out. When it came out, you know, it was out, and I couldn't, I couldn't hide it no more. I was down and out. I asked friends. They wouldn't help me, so I did what I had to do. Take us to the moment when you found out that the tape was out, that you actually saw the tape. Um, what, what, was, what was that feeling like? I, I was hurt, like, to myself. And as I think about my children, I'm going to explain this to my children. Then, you know, I got with, I called a couple of my friends, said I'm thinking about killing myself. He said nothing. I, I called the wit. I said, yo, I'm thinking about killing myself. He came right there. He's like, I'll be right there. He came and get me. And I've been, we've been tight ass since, working on what we're working on. Wow. So the feeling of wanting to kill yourself. That's going away. Going away, yeah. I'm, I'm free, I'm happy. Back to the relationship that you were in with your fiance. Yeah. Were you living a lie or, you know, with that relationship? Can you, can you uh, talk about that? I, yes, I was, you know. We were together five years, five and a half years. She was good to me, you know, I was good to her. But I just, I was a lie. I lied, I had a lot of lies for her, you know. She just came out and told her the truth, but I'm sorry if I hurt her. If I hurt the boys, if I hurt my kids, you know, my family, I'm sorry. With that relationship, were you going to go ahead and get married just yeah. for the yeah. sake of covering everything up? No. I, I wanted to marry her. I always wanted to marry her, but, you know, to cover it up, to make it, you know, like, so that was all, man, I wanted to get married. Did you in some way do this tape knowing that it was going to get out? No, I didn't. So you didn't think anyone from... I didn't think nobody from Philadelphia would see it. Really? Yes. So you, you, and you did this tape last year? Last year. But you never had to say, hey, man, that was some quick money. Let me try to do it again. Nah. You never felt like, man, somebody made no money. Well, because, dude, you fought... You know why I felt like that? Because the producers that did the movie, they didn't know who I was. Okay. I'm like, if they don't know who I am, I know nobody else is going to see it. I wasn't worrying about it at the time. What was the toughest conversation with in the last two weeks since this tape has come out? My oldest daughter. And what, what was that like? Kill yourself. That's oh, what she said to you. How old is she? 23. So she told you to... I'm sorry. 
I'm, I'm just doing some math real quick, and I'm not the best at math. Yeah. Right. This nigga 35. Yeah. His mm-hmm. oldest daughter's 23. Mm-hmm. This nigga started having babies at 12. <laughs> well, God he, damn. Well, <laughs> he had something to prove. <laughs> well, he didn't even know he was gay till eight years ago. So. <laughs> What's that got to do with starting making babies at 12? <laughs> well, I mean, he was obviously he thought he was heterosexual at the time. <laughs> Or trying to overcompensate. Okay. Or trying to overcompensate, yeah. He sounded like a boxer, too. Yeah. Yeah. Kid ain't been hitting the head. I've been hitting the head. Yeah, this- and now I've been knocked in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to let him finish up. To kill yourself. Kill yourself. You embarrass us. And, and how did that make you feel? I threw the phone down and started crying. I didn't have no words, nothing to say. What could I say? Wow. Who you talking to like that? Because she got feelings. I'm a dad. Like, you embarrassed us. Like, and all I could say was, you right. I hung up through the phone now. If she's watching this right now, what, what's your message for her? To all my kids. I'm, I'm sorry. And I'm still going to be your father, regardless of what I, who I am or what I am. Some last words that you want to tell to everybody out there that called you a liar, that said, oh, he's this, he's that. The truth is out, and I'm sorry. You gonna like me or love me, regardless. I'm still me. So when you see me on the streets, I'm still Yusuf Mac. I'm still Cat. Whatever y'all want, I'm me. All right. Well, I, I'll say this: I feel bad for the dude. Um, I'm, you know, I, I can't really imagine what it's like. But just hearing this this tale, you know, this is not the first time we've heard this story. This is a very familiar story. The athlete who who's gay and has been, you know, suppressing it and, you know, whatever, and then comes out and just got to deal with all the, the fallout and whatever else. So, I mean, you know, which... He didn't get caught with no room, like, teammate or nothing like that, though. He no. made a gay porn. Yeah, he Like, did. he thinking, like, it's not going to... Nobody's ever going to see it. Nobody's going to know. <laughs> it's motherfucking cameras in the room. Right. And you got a dick in your ass. <laughs> he probably... You know what he said? He didn't think anybody would see it, but... I think on some level he had to know that because he he didn't do this before he was famous. He did this after he was famous. Right? He's famous. Yeah. Famous. Well, he, I mean, he's he's, he's a, a very accomplished boxer. Really? Yeah. I never heard of him. Yeah. He's 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 got he's like his record is like forty one and uh like forty one. He's got forty one wins and like only he's got like eight losses and two draws and. Mm-hmm. And uh, like thirty-one uh, wins by knockout or something like that. But it, and he's got like several titles and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's he's you know so he's he's famous. Um, I can't believe he got ten kids. But and, yeah, and they didn't say about how many different women. That that was that's the thing I was waiting for. Or how many different men? <laughs> <laughs> but I ain't thinking anybody will find out. I'm, I was like too like. The ten kids that kind of didn't that didn't surprise me. What surprised me was the the the, the age of the oldest kid being twenty three. I've seen like, him. He damn, looks good too. Like, yeah, he yeah he He's sounds a, he sounds a lot worse than he uh, than he looks. Um, but I'm surprised he sounds so punch drunk after four. I mean, get forty one professional fights. fights. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. But yeah, he he's he's. Uh, yeah, he's probably taking a lot of punishment because he sounds pretty punch drunk. Yeah, he's no, uh, he's no Floyd Mayweather. I feel bad though. Right, that, right. I feel bad about his that yeah. he feels so apologetic about. It. I get that, yeah. like you've been lying to people, you want to apologize to people for that. Yeah. But I think he's actually was being too hard on himself, and people tell him to kill himself, and he's like, "I feel bad. I'm sorry." Right, right. You know, it's like 
dude, you just something did something major actually in your yeah. life, and just yeah, he'll be all right. Yeah, and I think and the one thing too, he also kind of he he kind of put a lot on it. I think he he should because the one lie he told that was kind of kind of bad was uh, it was one thing to to uh, to you know to live the double life. That's kind of an understandable lie, but then but the lie about being drugged. In order to do the, because the the company got really upset about that, mm-hmm. it, understandably so. You know, the production company was like, "Oh, we're going to sue your ass because yeah, you, you're not telling people we drug people." Right, right, exactly. You knew exactly what the fuck he was doing. You know, right. And uh, he came out and apologized. You know, for that after they, you know, said that they were going to sue, and that's when he's just like, you know, what? I just need to come clean, and just life will be easier if I just, you know. But I like the way he kind of uh, took baby steps because first it was like he was he was drugged and raped. Mm-hmm. You know, into doing the the uh, the uh, the sex scene, and then it was like I'm bisexual, and then it's like fucking I'm gay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody, every man in his own time, right? Right. <laughs> I always I always like the the gay porn star, the male gay porn stars who say that they're heterosexual. They're gay for pay. I believe that that's real. Really? Yeah, I do. How, how can how I I, I uh, all kinds of prostitutes will just, you know, mm-hmm. will have sex with somebody that they're not attracted to at mm-hmm. all. Even mm-hmm. even somebody that of a, you know, that would they whatever sex they would normally be attracted to in real life, they would still like, oh well, say a woman likes a man, mm-hmm. but she don't like all men mm-hmm. necessarily. Yeah, but she'll yeah. do it for the money. Yeah, and I, I, guys will do it for guys. I guess. The money. Well, so, I, I could I could understand like servicing a man, but when you have to perform. That, <laughs> Wait a what, no, what I, don't I don't understand none of it. He's talking about well, giving if he, oral. If you give, if you give oral, I, I can understand giving oral to you. No, no, it, no. If, if the you, guy, the guy, the heterosexual guy. Okay, I can understand being able the gay for pay. I can understand being able to like to, have somebody suck you off, or or su- no, suck somebody off. All right, being able to do something where I don't have to, I don't have to have an erection. Okay. Uh, the thing I don't get is is being able to have an erection. Well, they when take drugs not, too. They do, like Viagra and stuff oh, okay. like that. Don't ask me how I know. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. I don't understand any of it because, see, Pip, you don't. You don't get it. You're 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 uh, a gay male, so you don't. What? <laughs> you don't get. The, the, uh, he was drugged, man. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get the 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 whole straight male like turn off to to get you just you don't get it i do get it actually. no you don't yes i do no you don't yes i do (laughs) no you don't yes i do yes i do yes i do no it makes it it makes total sense to me there's like there's a squeak out factor that everybody has about Mm -hmm. other people's sexuality i think Mm -hmm. it's stuff that straight people that i'm like i don't want no you don't have to ever tell me about that okay um and i know that it's stuff that gay people do that straight people like you know what I accept you're gay. You, <laughs> right. The details right, right. for you. <laughs> right. I get that. Like, so, so that's why he's saying that. Like, how can you be gay for pay? I guess unless you just. But I don't. Unless, I think there are people that don't have that too. You know what? Maybe you're right. I guess that that would have to that would have to be the only that. See, I, that I, makes sense. I, I, you that see, makes I, sense. I, I can understand women who are you know having sex with people they're not turned on to because they don't really need. Anything other than lube or, or but they're they can, performing already. They're, yeah. it's fake. It's not like yeah. they're really into each other. Yeah, but they they don't have to you know get it. They don't have to have an erection. They don't have to have an erection. Yeah, yeah. You can do that with drugs though. Mm-hmm. And I also I also know this is something I do know actually uh, because I know somebody that is gay for pay, mm-hmm. and his wife is turned on by him doing these movies. Ugh. Wow. 
That's weird. I know that's weird. But it turns him on that she's turned on. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> Some for everybody. Wow. Yeah. There's yeah. a like what is it? There's a lid for every pot. For real. <laughs> so it's Yes, but but no, one. but Pip, you you hit it on the head though. That 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 explain now I get it. Now I get it. The fact that it never occurred to me that everybody every straight guy doesn't have that same you know, uh even though like most straight guys I would think probably I think it's a very high percentage that most straight most straight guys do have it, but there's probably some that don't have that that same uh, uh, I don't know what to call it ick factor for lack of a better word. <laughs> it's also it's also sort of in our society like the way we grew up too. Because even me growing up, I, I went through my own phases too of when I first came out. Um, I didn't like necessarily to be around effeminate men. It was embarrassing to me. I think me. That's, that, that, that's pretty common. I hear that a lot. Yeah, but now that I'm, as I got older, I actually, it didn't take that long. I actually just took a few years of me to meet a few effeminate men. It's like, that's just who they are. That's their mm-hmm. authentic self. Mm-hmm. And who am I to be judging them? Right, right. <clears throat> I got over that. Yeah. But at first, I was a little sort of like, oh, that you got to act. I don't care who you sleep with, but you got to act like a man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I hear that. <laughs> I've heard that quite a, quite a few Walk times. Walk like a man. <laughs> like a man. <laughs> wow. So, uh, in other news, Notre Dame uh, sex scandal. You guys hear about that? No. no. Yeah, no, wow. <laughs> well, guess what? I got a clip. Like to hear? Here you go. <laughs> Thank you very much, Cindy. A shocking lawsuit filled, or excuse me, filed against the University of Notre Dame leaves the school responding to allegations of sexual misconduct and racial discrimination by one of its own. According to an 11-page lawsuit filed Friday, a black male student who enrolled at Notre Dame in 2014 is suing the university and a female academic coach after he says the academic coach pressured him into a racially motivated sexual relationship with her own daughter. The suit states the misconduct began immediately after the student sought academic support in the spring of 2015 and that the academic coach went as far as providing condoms, hotel rooms, and transportation. The lawsuit alleges the student was targeted by the coach because he was African-American, and this isn't an isolated incident, according to the suit. Documents say the coach was involved in routine targeted sexual activities against other African-American students on the university's football and basketball teams. The suit goes on to say the academic coach engaged in threatening behaviors as the student attempted to end the relationship with her daughter. Furthermore, the suit alleges after being counseled by a friend of the coach, who is an employee of the university, university personnel sought to medicate the student to keep him passive and cooperative. News Center 16's Kofu Lasaki with that story. In the meantime, the university has responded in a written statement saying the allegations are unfounded and a cynical attempt to attract publicity. How many kids does, does the uh, student have? Wait, what? How many kids does the student? Yeah, I was going. I was going for the tent, the the earlier joke where the guy said he was drugged and and. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. So basically, okay. Um, academic co- uh, academic coach is a tutor, right? Because <laughs> I was like, what? Okay, academic coach. What the hell is academic coach like? <laughs> so yeah, the basically the tutor um, was. Uh, I don't want to say pimping her daughter out, but she was basically, I guess, trying to hook her daughter up 
with uh, with players that she was tutoring off the black black students. This is she's a white lady, and she's uh, hooking up her white daughter with uh, black uh, athletes off the basketball and football team, and uh, like providing these condoms and and. Uh, well, well, that guy didn't sound like an athlete. He just sounded like a student. Um, but that's where she was trolling, like yeah. basketball mm-hmm. team. What guy? What, what guy? What the guy, the guy, the they said she said a student that had enrolled into Notre Dame. He didn't say he was an athlete, but he was an athlete. But they, it didn't say that in the story. Okay, but I read the story. I'm letting you okay, know. Okay, <laughs> I, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, like I'm, I'm telling you what's okay. what's going on. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so yeah, this is about students, mm-hmm. about student athletes. Um, black student athletes, so uh, so yeah, and then when he tried to, uh, he he didn't really want to do, you know, to have the relationship. He felt pressure or whatever, and uh, when he tried to end it, um, they did stuff like they sent him to. Um, she actually sent him to uh, like counseling or like a you know like a shrink or whatever, and the shrink they say was in cahoots. With the with the coach and kept him kind of drugged up or whatever and what? so it's yeah it's like it's it's crazy it's yeah so it's kind of like a lot going on and if if it's true it's very serious you know yeah. and uh, I'd I'd like to see the picture of this tutor's daughter before I can determine how I feel about that. <laughs> I I don't understand. I, I just that's I just can't wrap my brain around that. Yeah, I'm like, why? Like, what's her motivation, right? Right. Yeah. Like, the, exactly. The, the coaches, like the the or the tutor, like, what's her like? Is maybe it's just to make her daughter happy. I I guess my but, daughter like there, black D. There was a lot of <laughs> she gonna get black D. So yeah, there was uh, <laughs> he, he, whatever baby wants, <laughs> baby gets. <laughs> he basically said that there was like a lot of uh uh comments and uh, about his prowess his sexual prowess and his uh, his anatomy like uh, you know alluding to the, like the size of his you know his his penis and whatnot and uh so there was it sounded like there was a lot of uh, inappropriateness going on there it's more like the the yeah. fucking irish as <laughs> <laughs> opposed to the fighting irish so. did they say how old he was no they did okay. not say uh, Americans, Americans becoming less religious, especially young adults. Amen. Exactly. The one nation under God becoming less and less religious. The Pew Research Center reported Tuesday, 23% of American adults in 2014 said their religion was atheistic, agnostic, or, quote, nothing in particular. It's a 16% increase in unaffiliated adults in just seven years. The percentage of Americans who say they're absolutely certain God exists dropped 8% during the same time frame to 63% of American adults. Pew also reports the percentages for those who pray daily, attend religious services regularly, and consider religion an important aspect of their lives dropped by a small but significant amount. Even within religious groups, though, there have been some significant changes. For instance, almost every Christian denomination showed a higher percentage of followers believing homosexuality should be accepted by society. A majority of unaffiliated adults said they still believe in God. And although the percentage of all adults who believe in God dropped from 92 to 89 percent, Pew reports it's still a much higher percentage than those in most industrialized nations. <laughs> I, I, was, I was surprised the numbers were that high. <laughs> Yeah, it does. I mean, just uh, anecdotally, it seems to be, you know, it, it definitely seems to be moving that way. Good. Yeah, yeah I think uh, uh, <laughs> I heard uh, 
the guy from the uh, research center said he said a lot of people uh, now call themselves spiritual. That's mm-hmm. as opposed to one specific organized religion. They uh, refer to themselves as spiritual. That's the, and I think that comes under the the, the whole. You know, well, we had a name for that too when we were uh, when we were growing up, Damien. What was that called? It was called uh, having a form of godliness, denying <laughs> the power thereof. <laughs> in other words, they had a reprobate mind. In other words, they were pseudo Christians. <laughs> you know, which which is a more accurate. You know, it, it's it's better. You know, I think I'd rather people run around call themselves spiritual than say that they're you know they're devout this or that when. They don't when they're I mean, they don't live like that. Yeah. You know, they don't act like that. So why are you saying that you're that? It's just because you're kind of superstitious and you yeah. kind of believe. But then you kind of you don't believe enough to actually do it. <laughs> right. But you believe enough that you're going to say it and you're not going to dare say that you don't believe in God. So, yeah, I think a lot of know. people like head are basically hedging their bets. Oh, yeah, they, definitely. When they, when they say they believe in God, but they you know pretty much do what they want. Right. Exactly. Do what they want. And they say they believe in God and they go to church, you know, uh, a couple times a year and. I think people don't believe in religion. That's what it is. That's 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 more. I think that's more true than people who don't believe in God, or at least people who don't, or people who admit that they don't believe in God. I, I believe that, but I think it's both. You know, but uh, I definitely agree. I think it's more people don't I, believe I, in religion. I think I think I think religion gives people a chance to who are well it, in in the United States uh, in, um, specifically. I think people who believe. In religion, it gives them a chance to kind of say, "Okay, I believe I'm not really going to do what God says, but I'll show up at service every now and again, so I can have favor with the big guy." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't really believe in it, but uh, you know, I, I, I'm not sure, so I'm going to go to church anyway. Some yeah. people go for the just for the fellowship. Yeah. That's actually the one thing I miss about going to church mm-hmm. is the fellowship. I like the I like the music mm-hmm. and I like seeing people every week. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that. The only thing that fucked it up was the religion. <laughs> <laughs> if they didn't have that, it'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. That's uh, that's why uh, that's why we got in the theater, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> it's it's religion for fun people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I think it's really that a lot of it is also that that saying that uh, basically just religion is you know is superstition, mm-hmm. you know, and that's really what it comes down to. And yeah, but people, people still replace you know their superstitious beliefs. You know, some people, you know, they they put it into politics. They put it into uh, they believe in space aliens. Uh, they believe in conspiracy theories. They find something to uh, fill that religious void. I think. I think there's something about human beings that we need to grasp at the uh, either the irrational or at, uh, at at something that puts us in a group. You know, we'll we'll try to make our brain will try to make sense out of something, even if what we're coming up with doesn't make sense. It's like you know the optical illusions. Mm-hmm. I think you know, and I don't. Don't get me wrong. I my, I use my mom as an example mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. My mom was a single mom. Her belief that Jesus was going to make it all right mm-hmm. kept her from going crazy and uh. drowning us in a pool or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and of course, the opposite occurs where people who believe in Jesus drown their kids in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it was that it was that faith that yeah. made her kept her strong. And I'm yeah. like, I can't be mad at you for oh, that. Yeah. If that keeps you in the fight, that keeps you in the game. And that's mm-hmm. what you, if that's what you need. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I've asked her before. I'm like. Mm-hmm. 
because my mom's really smart, mm-hmm. like, like really, mm-hmm. really smart. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how do you reconcile with what you know and your faith? She's mm-hmm. like, well, God says it's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. So she just believed the Bible. Yeah, there are a lot of people like that. Yeah, people, mm-hmm. they just, they need to believe in something mm-hmm. that's greater than themselves mm-hmm. and bigger than themselves. And they just need to believe that there's a plan and that somebody is in control of all this because they, you know, their mind, they just, they can't take the, the senselessness of, of things, of mm, a reality. lot of acts, yeah, yeah. Of, of what's really going on. And they just have to cling to something that yeah. is, is, is something out there that makes sense, making sense of all of this. And that's, you know, like, like the philosopher said, if God didn't exist, it'd be necessary to invent him. Yeah. You yeah. know, just so people could live because yeah. <laughs> they, uh, most people, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of people just couldn't. Yeah, can't fathom I, it. Yeah, I know. I, I was uh, a friend of mine. Uh, well, I, I just noticed that people who have uh, uh, life-threatening illnesses, uh, the fact that they believe in a God or, or, or something like that, it helps them to combat the, the disease. And, um, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm not mad at people who believe in uh, God or, or religion or whatever, you know, as long as I'm mad at some of them. <laughs> well, you, yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> You're not mad at them for that. So. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my mother is like your mother, you know, uh, very smart. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, she, you know, and, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm, she believes things I don't believe. Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of people that we grew up with, mm-hmm. they believe things we don't, I don't necessarily believe. But I love them. You know, yeah. and a lot of them are good people. And, you know, there's, you know, the way I look at it, it's like human beings, human beings are good and bad. Mm-hmm. And they use whatever tools are at their disposal to to uh, <clears throat> to practice whatever to practice what they actually believe. Right. And yeah. be it religion or, or be it, you know, science, you know, they, they use it to uh, to rationalize their own behavior or to justify their own behavior. Yeah. The only ones that. The, well, the main one, the ones that piss me off mostly, are the ones that are like the ones that are t- like the scriptures uh, too overmuch righteous. Mm-hmm. Those the, the 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 real pious ones mm-hmm. and the, the ones that are just like you know butter won't melt in their mouths and mm-hmm. they're just always so <laughs> holier than that. Because we know, you know, we, we both know. I mean, Damon, we grew up in in church and whatever, and we know people who who are uh, very live very righteously. But they don't walk around like that. You know what I mean? Right. You don't have to, to be holy and to be righteous or whatever. You don't have to. That attitude is not a part of it. That right. shit is manufactured. And and every case that I know of people like that, they're really not nearly that righteous anyway. They're usually the ones doing the most dirt. Right. Well, that's why they have to put it off. Right. Like they, that putting off that energy of the, of the misdirect. Yeah. Look how holy I am. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I can't stand those people because I instantly just believe that everything that you're showing me. That I believe you're the opposite. Right. I believe you're the low down, dirtiest snake in the grass, <laughs> doing shit in the dark. You know what I mean? Where nobody can see whatever, and then you putting on this face and fronting for everybody else. And that's that's what I see when I see that attitude. I don't believe you're legit. And, well, that's what turned me, me off. To, that's part of what turned me off to religion growing up. Actually, it was seeing the fake and the yeah. hypocrites, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of like, I keep hearing y'all talk about feeding the poor, <laughs> but. I don't see you ever feeding the poor. But you come here every Sunday in a new dress, new shoes, and shout. 
<laughs> you give your money here, and then yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm skeptical. Right. I, I used to go to school with a guy named Depore. Uh, Depore Johnson. <laughs> yeah, Depore. And then when he'd come over and you would feed Depore? Yeah. <laughs> well, my mother would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, actually, my grandmother. She, uh, she, was, she took care of me. Is Depore out there? <laughs> come in, Depore. Let me feed you. Like you tell her grandmother, Depore, you have with you always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He moved in. <laughs> Man, I miss that guy, man. I wonder what ever happened to him. The poor. <laughs> yeah, the poor Johnson. <laughs> I hate poor people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Too. Yeah. I just hate being one. <laughs> he ended up living on a boat. <laughs> I know how to do it, though. I do know how to do it. If you, if you, if you have to do it, I know how to do it. But I hate it. Oh, yeah. man. So we got some great news for Wheezy. Oh, what, what, what's going on? Uh, Halle Berry filed for the Big D once again, and by Big D, we don't uh, not referring to Dick. We're talking about uh. divorce. Oh, it's right. <laughs> a lot of Dick talk. <laughs> dick talk on the shiznit. <laughs> I, I thought you were talking about Depore. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Halle Berry files for divorce yet again. I think this is the. Third one, third actual divorce. Yeah, at least, yes. at least her third one. Yeah, yeah. And then her uh, her exes uh, kind of got on Twitter and had some words. The media is saying that they were on their back. You know how the media is. They like to uh, not not me, not journalism, but, <laughs> you know? not journalism, but the other media. <laughs> that's that's my that, new. That's his name. Uh, He's journalism. journalism. Yeah, I've heard you talk about the, the personification <laughs> of journalism is Dino Red. So, uh, but yeah, they they uh, blow every, all this stuff out of. Oh, they, they, you know, he had words and he came for her and all that stuff and eh, not really, not so much. He had, he had some stuff to say, but he, it wasn't all that. It wasn't that serious. And and uh, after hearing what he said, I kind of I kind of get it. But uh, like to hear, here we go. News that Halle Berry is again headed to divorce court has some of her exes speaking out about life with the Oscar award-winning beauty. Ex-husband and former pro baseball player David Justice took to social media to blast Barry and even teamed up with another member of the Barry Ex-Husbands Club, singer Eric Benet. It started when Justice decided to clear his name of rumors that he was abusive during their marriage and even hinted it was Wesley Snipes, not him who was the abusive ex. He then went on to imply that Barry has a habit of demonizing exes, including Eric Benet and soon-to-be ex Olivier Martinez. Justice tweeted, Yup, me, Eric, Gabriel, and Olivier were all her knights in shining armor until it ends. Then we all become the worst guys in history. Just wait, Olivier. It's coming. She insinuated that her daughter wasn't safe around Gabriel. Look it up and see the reason. Just wrong. Hubby number two, Eric Benet, got in the action too, tweeting, My man at 23 David Justice is tweeting some truth this morning. As for Holly, TMZ is reporting that she was taken back by the rant and made it clear that she never said Justice abused her. Justice later thanked Holly and said it was not his intention to bash her. For more news, log on to BET.com. Yeah, so that that was the extent of it. Mm-hmm. And then I don't really call that blasting her mm-hmm. and uh, Eric Benet joining in. He said like he agreed with him, basically. So I don't see that as them ganging up on her on Twitter. <laughs> but... You know the media that that's what they got to do. I think she. I think he's in cahoots. David Justice in, is in cahoots with her. 
Really? For publicity. Well, you she know, got a new movie coming out. It's, isn't it funny that everybody talking about her again, like before her mo- new movie comes out? Hmm. Um, what's, the, what's the movie? Hell if I know, but I know, <laughs> she's got, but I know she's got a movie coming out because I feel like whenever I hear these clips and I hear them talk about like, I, it's all like, it's oh, like every, well, and this is coming out Every too. time my sciatica start acting up, Halle Berry is another movie. <laughs> I can feel it. But no, and I don't blame her. Uh, I don't blame uh Justice because and he didn't say that she that she said that he beat her, but what he did say was that when everyone did the math and thought because she talked about her her ex or whatever who beat her and she lost her hearing and all that stuff, mm-hmm. they incorrectly did the math and came up with him, mm-hmm. and and that was a very common. I mean, I even heard it. You know, I everybody, heard that everybody heard that. I I was. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And then he said uh, she did not correct them is what he had a problem with is that the fact that no she didn't say she didn't say I did it but she didn't say I didn't do it either right you know and now that, that was you know pr- not just as damaging but it was damaging as well you know I, I remember when at the time <clears throat> um, it's, they uh, they always said that it was so one of her uh, exes uh, uh, beat her until she went deaf. And or, or she's partially deaf in her left ear. Uh, which one? And of course, it was a long time ago, so I don't I don't know if David Justice was married to her at the time or or if it had been after the divorce. But I always assumed it was uh, Wesley Snipes, because um, uh, because uh, at the time I, I don't think I don't think she was with David Justice. But I, I but I mean that story's one of those stories that just over time you know people go with who they who they remember. With that, when when they got divorced, mm-hmm. that was part of the story. That was okay. That yeah. he would he had been whooping her ass. Mm-hmm. All right, that was part of the story. See, I yeah, I, I you know I always like assumed he was cheating on her. I, I always thought that that was the, uh, I always thought that that was the, the story with him. Okay. Here's the thing uh, that though. that was that was the story with him mm-hmm. with David Justice. Mm-hmm. You, so she's getting a divorce from the third husband. Why the first husband? He got shit to say. Because <laughs> uh, he's still in. Well, for, for he for looking thing, out for him. What? <laughs> he he did the same thing when uh, the steroid allegation uh, back when baseball was. Uh, <clears throat> I guess when they were going after Barry Bonds, he he came out and said, you know, that he didn't. That, you know, made it very clear that he didn't uh, have anything to do with uh, steroids. It's it's it seems like he'll he'll get real vocal about something that he perceives to be. Uh, about him in in some way, because um, <clears throat> he was basically going on and on about I don't use needles and I don't do this and I don't do that and it was like well you know we were talking about Barry Bonds, right? Uh, so I you know I I don't know maybe that's if he feels it's tangentially re- related to him yeah he'll come out and and uh, say something right. But I, I got. Did she drop the restraining order against me? That's that's, that's, that's what I want to know. You're in the clear. That's oh, what I was saying. Good uh, news for oh, you. Oh, cool, huh? man. Cool. Yeah, so yeah. green, you greenlit, man. Yeah, so uh, how you, how you going? What you going? What's going to be your move? How you going to approach her? I, well, I, you know you have to compete with Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose got a big crush on Halle Berry. Oh, fuck. He's uh, he's the, he's uh, actually uh, contemplating whether or not he should send her a bunch of roses or not, mm-hmm. or trying mm-hmm. to wait and figure out how long is the appropriate amount of time. Mm-hmm. Should let go by. I, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll uh, I, you know what? I'll make up a, an award for her. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> when she wins the award, I'll I'll disguise myself as Jamie Fox. Mm-hmm. And uh, she'll just come out there and make up with make out with me. <laughs> uh, so, in other news, Master P once again is talking out of his ass. Uh, we covered Master P a couple weeks ago, where he was uh, going off on Kobe Bryant about the whole Lamar situation and 
basically uh, blaming uh, Kobe Bryant for uh, Lamar's uh, uh, drug problem, pretty much. And now he's spinning tall tales. Check it out. For Complex News, I'm Sean Evans, and on Monday, This Is 50 published a crib-style walkthrough tour of Master P's No Limit offices. In addition to the walkthrough, there was some back-and-forth banter between Jack Thriller and Master P, which included an absolutely outrageous story about confronting the GOAT, Michael Jordan. When asked if he's ever been starstruck, Master P explained that he's never been floored by a famous person and drove that point home by telling the story of the time he got into it with MJ. As the story goes, Master P's son, Romeo, was playing at Michael Jordan's camp when number 23 noticed that he was hooping in his father's P. Miller line, rather than in Jordan's. According to Master P, MJ told Romeo that he has to get new shoes. Well, Romeo called his dad, <laughs> and his dad got on a plane to confront Michael Jordan at Michael Jordan's camp about Romeo's shoes. Master P says that Jordan told him that he breaks music. He doesn't fall. And here's where the story kind of flies off the rails. According to Master P, Jordan suggested either, that the two play a pickup game of basketball. Him. And if Master P's team won, <laughs> Romeo could keep either. his shoes. But if Jordan's team won, Romeo had to convert. Master P says that recent college grads like Gilbert Arenas and Metal World Peace were on his team, while MJ's squad was stacked with NBA players. Master P says it was a real street game. He bragged about giving Mike a hard foul and getting inside the 14-time All-Stars head. And closes out the story by claiming that his team won the game and Romeo was free to wear P. Miller shoes on the court <laughs> for the rest of camp. Obviously, you have to be a little skeptical of this story. First, because it's outrageous, wildly self-serving, because Master P couldn't name a single player on Jordan's team when pressed. Plus, if I have this timing peg, this game would have been in or around 1999, which means MJ was only a year removed from winning a title and an NBA MVP. Hard to see that guy losing to a 33-year-old rapper in a couple of recent draft picks. That said, this does fit the MJ gambling narrative to a T. I mean, even a dispute about sneakers gets turned into an excuse to push the chips into the middle of the table. But we'll let you decide. That's the news for now, but for more sports coverage, subscribe to Complex on YouTube today. Yeah, I was going to say, pretty much the only part about this story that sounds true to me is the part where uh, Jordan confronted him about his son wearing the, 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 the Pete <laughs> the Miller shoes, shoes right? yeah, and, not, and not wearing Jordans. That sounds like something Jordan would do, because he's pretty much a colossal dick <laughs> and uh, and maybe even maybe Once again dicks <laughs> maybe even challenging them to the game but jordan and other nba players losing to master p and and meta world peace meta world peace and gilbert arenas yeah. in their prime <laughs> let alone them just getting out of college yeah. like really come on like give me a break and, and why would i don't know it seemed like jordan would just beat them one-on-one you know, I don't know. It's just that's yeah. This sounds like a tall tale for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I I can see Jordan playing uh, Meta World Peace and and uh, who's the other one? Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas and uh, in in Percy Miller by himself. Yeah. Going one on three. <laughs> <laughs> then maybe they beat him. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, M- M- MJ uh, losing to, to P. Miller, who wasn't who wasn't good enough to uh, stay make, on the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> was it the Charlotte Hornets? I thought oh, it was. I thought it was Toronto, but he, any either whatever either, it was, either one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, they both were considerably much worse than they are now. Yeah, back then. Yeah, and, and they only had him on the team, you know, so people would talk about him. It's like, right? I, I think they said, I think, I think someone actually admitted that we only had 
Master P on the team, so people would talk about it. Impressed, yeah. <laughs> but why are people listening to Master P today? <laughs> who asking him questions? <laughs> who knows who he is? Right? TMZ. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess TMZ. But oh, uh, for real. <laughs> well, the, with the Lamar thing, it was TMZ that ran up on him at like a, a parking lot or something. Yeah. He was in, in his, on his way to his car, yeah. and they just accosted him, and he just started going off about Kobe and stuff. And then this right here. Uh, he was being interviewed by someone who's even more obscure than he is. So you know when you know when the news go to the ghetto and found the most ghetto ass person to yeah. ask questions to. Uh, TMZ got a rich ghetto person <laughs> in Hollywood. Everybody's like, "Oh, not that nigga! Why are you asking him questions? Oh shit! Of all the celebrities, why you pick him? That's right. I beat Michael Jordan in the game of three on three. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. So uh, Michael Jordan was probably just laughing so hard he couldn't play basketball. That stuff. <laughs> Michael Jordan don't give a shit about what Master P got to say. Yeah, really. I don't give a shit about what Master P got to say. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He's he's done worse to uh, you know other a lot of other play, people, a lot, lot more uh, prestigious people, for lack of a better word. He's pissed off. I I just uh, read a story somewhere about um, some rapper. I think was it? I can't remember his name. But some rapper who spent a lot of money um, at an auction on one of Jordan's jerseys. And afterwards, it was a party, and uh, Jordan was there with. Uh, he was talking to um, some of his other NBA uh, colleagues, and there was like a lot of girls coming up to him, and he was uh, taking pictures and doing autographs and all that stuff with them. And because the guy had said, he's like, I wasn't going to bother him. But mm-hmm. when I saw like these other people going up to him, mm-hmm. and he was cool with it, I was like, well, hey, why not? I just mm-hmm. dropped, you know, $15,000 on this. Jersey, mm-hmm. I mean, I can get him to sign it, you mm-hmm. know. Right. And uh, he goes and asks him, and <clears throat> he was like, he didn't just say no. He was like real rude. Like he said some shit like, uh, you know, I ain't signing no shit for no niggas or something, something to that Damn. effect. Yeah. And he was like, dude, look, no. Nah. And, and his buddies were like, no, that's so and so, you know, the rapper or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, I tell you what, you give me twenty five thousand, I'll sign it for you. Shit. <laughs> and so, dude was obviously uh, very pissed, or whatever, and uh, turned and walked away. And uh, he he said some of uh, Jordan's buddies was like uh, the other NBA guys was like, man, you know, that's that's just that's how he is. That's who yeah. he is. Like, but that's what makes him a colossal dick, right? Yeah, he said. yeah, 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 exactly. It's like he, yeah. every person he sees is a dollar sign. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fuck you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he uh at his Hall of Fame speech, uh he felt like he felt the need to Yes, that was the worst Hall of Fame speech <laughs> ever. It was so bitter. Yeah, it's like I got cut from my I got cut from the varsity team when I was in ninth grade. <laughs> Look at me now. Right? <laughs> like, wow. And like the dude he was dissing like has Alzheimer's right now, you know. <laughs> He was all in your face, in your face. <laughs> I do give him. A, I do give Jordan a pass on this. And that Jordan, Jordan, like 
Kobe, uh, LeBron, they must live in such a crazy bubble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. the sports version of Michael Jackson almost. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Like nobody around them is going to tell them anything opposite of what they want to hear. Right. Nobody around them is ever going to tell them no. Mm-hmm. They they could buy and sell anything and every everybody and they just kind of they Well, Jordan had one friend like that and then he he kicked him to the curb because of it. Mm. Uh, Charles Barkley. Oh, that's right. Charles Barkley was yeah. the one guy yeah. who would tell him. Because Charles Barkley don't care. Like, yeah, because, yeah, right. Like, I got mine. Charles, Charles Barkley was like, he's like, fuck that. Fuck Jordan. I'm going to do my job. And mm-hmm. he was like, Charlotte sucks. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he's like, he's doing a horrible job in Charlotte. <laughs> and uh, Jordan Terrible. Ha- stops, has not spoken to him. He mm-hmm. stops speaking to him after that. And he, he's like, he cut him off. And he's like, look, man, I'm doing my job. I'm mm-hmm. like, our friendship aside, you know, I love you and all that, right. but you, yeah, your team sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing, the thing about Barkley is that that's the way he's always been. Right, he's he's never been one who who like would no. kiss anyone's ass. No. You know, doesn't care who you are. Right, that's why. You know, yeah, exactly. I like his commentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's very, he's very, <laughs> he's straight up. <laughs> you may not agree with him, but you know it's his truth. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. Very much so. So K. Michelle is tired of playing second fiddle to her ass. She so, played fiddle with that ass? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they call it Nero. <laughs> I like to place my fiddle. Uh, never mind. <laughs> hey, did the cat and her fiddle. But, uh, yeah, she sat down to talk to uh, B. Scott. You got you know who I know yeah. you know who B. Scott is. Yeah, yeah we, Weezy don't know, but he's about to learn. Uh, I saw who B. Scott was. You saw who B. Scott is? Mm-hmm. Okay. As we were getting ready to tape or whatever, we were talking, having a little chat, and you were saying something to me that kind of took me by surprise. What? You're saying that you may get rid of your asset. What does that mean? Like, how would Girl, you... like you suck everything else out. You just suck it. Okay. Yeah, I think it's time. For it's me, like a snake bite. People make these stories. Every day I'm doing something with my body. Right. So I'm people not... recently said that you were doing something with your face. Yeah. Okay. No, I got my regular fillers. I got my bags mm-hmm. taken out, but I haven't had a facelift or anything like that. And they go to the extremes. I'm not bleaching. I have like movies and different things, mm-hmm. and and I was having a real conversation with Tyrese. We're really like great friends. Mm-hmm. I was telling him about my butt, mm-hmm. how I hate being typecasted because my bottom is so heavy. Yeah. Not saying I don't love myself, yeah. but. You know, I ain't gonna lie. When I look at your pictures on Instagram, like I immediately go to that ass. Like it, it kind of like yeah, it pulls focus. <laughs> like you could be looking so yeah. big and fabulous, but when that you're, and I can't wear designer it upstages you. It's always mm-hmm. a problem when it comes to like designers. Like when they have to get stuff, it, it's my body. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always had was one thing. I've always had a big butt. Right. Like you can ask anyone in college. But mm-hmm. now I did take fat, and I did you know mm-hmm. do that and hips and all of that, and I just kind of you originally like, did it because. I just wanted it. Like, I wanted that shape. That's the shape that I wanted. And mm-hmm. I wanted to look like that. And I think the older you get, you get tired of having to hop into your jeans. <laughs> <laughs> you get, like, you know what I'm saying? You get so what would you say to a young black girl that's thinking about getting that done? Because they see so many okay. people that have these big booties like Kim Kardashian yeah. and Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. And the list goes on. I would say if you have the coins to put it in, have the coins to take it out. That's really there what I would. Is. No, yeah. really, because, you know, it might be a phase. I would tell them, don't go and do what you see people doing. Right. But if that's what you want to do, if that's the body you want, 
go get the body you want. Nothing is wrong with it. But if you don't want it anymore, you just don't want it anymore. And for me, I want my normal shape back. And that's when I have the downtime. That is what I choose to do. That's what I have said a long time, even privately to friends and stuff, is that before you make the decision to change anything with your physicality, mm-hmm. you need to think long and hard about it. Long be- and hard. Long and hard because you're going mm-hmm. ha- to be the one having to live with it. When yeah. you're seeing that you feel that these other people you're seeing are making these changes to their body yeah. and you want it too, but you don't know the cost that come with making yeah. those changes. It's a lot of clothes are very difficult because my waist is itty bitty mm-hmm. and then it's, a, it's and then always you also a challenge. See, <laughs> you also see those, those horrific pictures of these surgeries going wrong. When they fall. Oof. When it falls and it's like that. You see all of this? And you <laughs> it's see like that? This thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's that. So you just have to do your research. You have to mm-hmm. go to the best doctors. You have to just know that that's what you want to do. So for me and my career right now and me doing business, like really being on the front line in business, I don't need to have a man. I just don't need him looking down at my ass when I'm trying to talk numbers to you. Right. And I don't need to not be able to get the role. Like, I want to be in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Let me be in Jurassic Park. I don't need to not be able to run to Jurassic Park because my ass is too heavy before the dinosaur come to eat me. I need to be able to go. And the truth is, you have such a beautiful face. You Thank want you. people to focus on that. Yeah. And not and like how I said on Instagram yeah. where I see your face and then I go to the, the ass. I'm like, oh, my goodness, you know. Yeah. I want the And I'm not even checking proper. for it like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, this is, I love men, but I'm saying, but it's just, how could you not address the, you know. I would date you, though. The ass in the room. You have some kids. Okay. How you not I, I'll date you. <laughs> <laughs> Back in my straight days, I would hit it. And I could catch it. Mm-hmm. I could uh, catch it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's Kay Michelle speaking very candidly about her, uh, Enhanced ass. Did she admit before that she had had surgery? Um, far as I know, I never okay. I never heard her say that it you know or try to pretend like it wasn't you know real. Um, the women are being more open about that. Johnny Blaze also speaks um, is very open about <clears throat> the fact that you know what's what's what she had done, what has and she had done, and whatever else. And, yeah. I don't see anything wrong with plastic surgery, cosmetic surgery. I just I just the fact that people would just go for like a big ass. Like, does it feel like ass or feel like fake titties? <laughs> I don't know. I've never felt one. I'm, I'm curious. I don't think I'll ever get Y'all need a to do some research to. on that. I would love to do some, <laughs> some research under the, uh, the guise of the Shishnit Show, but I don't think my wife is having it. <laughs> she ain't having it. <laughs> Can't journalism find out? You know what I'm saying? And she was well, that's, like, that's... nigga, anything more than an eyeball test? Your ass is in trouble. <laughs> and better not even look at it too long. <laughs> It's on you then, Dana. <laughs> yeah, it kind of it kind of feels it kind of feels rubbery, like uh, like like fake tits. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I, I, I had I was I was hoping that they felt real. They felt real. You know, I was hoping that it felt real. Yeah. Because some I, of them look so good. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it doesn't it doesn't even look that great. But um, you know, it's you know whatever they want to do. She looked like a cartoon character, though. Yeah, like yeah. Jessica Rabbit, like ish. Her, <laughs> yeah. her seat didn't fit her body, yeah. right? And neither does Nikki's. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, her looks, hers look fake. Yeah, yeah, her, yeah. Yeah, so. I, yeah. I, I don't get the look. 
so uh, I'll switch you. But you know, it's it's just like the same thing with the with the breasts. You know, yeah. there's there's women who have them that you wouldn't even know unless mm-hmm. you were her man and got to right. feel them. Yeah. But her walking around in her everyday clothes, mm-hmm. you wouldn't even know. Yeah. But you know, we our perception of them are the ones that are huge mm-hmm. with the, that look like you know airbags. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that's actually the minority. You know, yeah. most most women don't go to that extreme, but there are the few who do. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, most of the time they look you know pretty tasteful. Whitney Houston had so. fake. Had really, it was enhanced breast. Yeah, and I didn't know it till she wow. died because it was in the autopsy. Wow. wow. Yeah. See, that's what I was saying. You that would is. never know, right? Except I bet Bobby knew. Well, I, I feel. <laughs> I feel like when, once I heard, I'm like, you know what? Her titties were smaller when, when she, she said, "You give good love." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, but she was skinnier than I thought. Yeah. You know, women have babies and their mm-hmm. breasts get bigger. Maybe yeah. that's just what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're the only actress that I ever noticed uh, that that uh, got got enhanced, and I noticed it. You know. Well, I wouldn't say the only one, but is um the uh the little the little blonde chick from uh the Big Bang Theory, the one that plays Howard Wallowitz. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Bernadette. Bernadette. Yeah. She okay. was uh yeah, I noticed she um when she first came on the show, she was pretty pretty A cupish. Mm-hmm. And uh she also didn't have the voice either. Mm-hmm. And uh, she worked in The Voice. And then one season, all of a sudden, she came back and she just had these, like, D-cups. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, she had... And my wife was like, she had a baby. I'm like, she ain't had no baby. <laughs> she she ain't had that, no That's baby. what they put in there. <laughs> put a couple of babies in like, there. She ain't having a baby. You know, yeah. and... Uh, uh, I think Alyssa Milano also. She's another one who... Uh, really? She's yeah, enhanced? She, she had, yeah, she's enhanced. Hmm. Um, she, uh, oh, he's metahuman. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what? They knew, they got the right surgery. I'm sure Jenna Jackson had some surgery. Oh yeah, she yeah she's definitely had her. Right. Yeah. They got the right surgery. They know when to stop, and they know when to right. It's enough. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like like I was saying, just you wouldn't know them walking around with the. Now, if we saw them, you know, do some nudes, we probably could tell. But uh, yeah. So there you go. Um, and speaking of um, <clears throat> B. Scott. Did you hear about him and his lawsuit and uh, going on with BT? Yeah, I did. I knew about that. Yeah, I just I just found out about that. So yeah, B Scott is, is suing BT. They kind of was asking for it in this one. This was stupid. I thought did they not settle that? Is this still going on? I don't know. I might be behind, but I just recently read that. Um, so what I read, what I heard was that uh, they asked B uh, they asked B Scott to um what, what event was it it was at like the the bet music bet music one it, of the award shows yeah. they asked him to do red carpet uh interviews and whatnot and, and they used to have it at the shrine right and for those of you who don't know b scott is how would you describe b scott would you not transgender right i would say i i, I yeah it, definitely cross-dressing man like but I, I, like, I always thought he's i thought of him as transgender I, no, I don't know. Really, he, he looks, I don't know he looks more transgender than transsexual. I think he's. I mean, then uh, you know, uh, crossdresser. I think he's going for a very. He's a man that's going for a very feminine look. Long hair, mm-hmm. like he is Chanel today's suits. RuPaul. Yeah, that's, he's today's RuPaul. If you know whether he's transgendered or uh, just um, a crossdresser. Yeah, RuPaul was a crossdresser. Don't know exactly. Well, RuPaul is an entertainment mm-hmm. character, and I think big, more bigger, like supermodel. I don't mm-hmm. think he's quite like that. Mm-hmm. Would you say? Uh, he's yeah. a little more toned down than that. Because he's oh, all you, into style. You, oh, you mean as far as his personality? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah even his look. Yeah, even yeah. I would, I, I agree. But okay, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I think when I think of drag queen, I think over the top. I but, guess maybe like, like yeah. RuPaul. Yeah, well, I, well, I didn't, okay, I, I didn't, 
I wouldn't didn't mean to insinuate that he was a drag queen. I basically meant to insinuate that he's a man. Yeah. That is either living life or 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 dressing as a woman in some capacity. Yes. Like cuz I don't know if he's actually becoming transitioning to become a woman or if he just enjoys dressing up. You know what I'm saying? I don't know right. him like that. I don't I haven't heard or whatever. I just, you know, he he still goes by well he goes by B Sky, which is he hasn't changed it from Brendan. So you know, so I'm you know what I'm saying? Usually right. transgenders will, you know, it would be Brenda. You know what I mean? So I I don't really know what I don't but, know what anybody is, so they tell me. <laughs> right, and I haven't heard them say. So anyway, and, and people refer to him as him, too. Right. So, mm-hmm. and I haven't heard, you know, and generally people don't refer to you as him if you're transgender. Right. So that's another reason why well, I thought well, he was. When I, when I first saw him I, and I heard, saw the name B. Scott, I was like, Larry B. Scott? <laughs> <laughs> Larry B. Scott wish he looked that good. Oh, but you didn't finish the thing. So he was at the BET Awards. Right. And he was doing as like a correspondent. Kind of, but at some point, they were right. rude to him as far as like, it was about like, what is it about his dressing room? Yeah, they basically kind of in a nice way tried to ask him to tone down his, I think, as a matter of fact, I think those are the words they used, to tone down his, his look. His look mm-hmm. And to, uh, and then... Uh, he was he got upset about it, and so they replaced him with um, someone else. And then later on in the show, the, he got this little part where he says that he was kind of forced to wear something more "quote unquote" manly. Mm-hmm. And to me, that just kind of like why that's like like okay, we mentioned RuPaul. Mm-hmm. Like you know who RuPaul is, right? Right. When you ask RuPaul to come, you know you may get RuPaul as a man, but most likely you're gonna get RuPaul as the drag queen, right? Right. And but either way, you're not gonna be all like. Could you change your look? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I mean, yeah. like, if anything... So why would you have him on there if you didn't want... His look, look right. Yeah, exactly. if, if that's who he is and everybody knows that's who he mm-hmm. is, like... Yeah, I was like, they kind of was asking for it. Also, <laughs> he's a professional, so yeah. you know he's going to come show up professional. The, right. the, the entertainers that arrive are wearing some outrageous stuff on the red carpet, yeah. and nobody's on them. And I'm like, I that's where I'm like, oh, man, they... She got her whole ass out <laughs> on TV. <laughs> Nobody's saying nothing about that. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, so I just find that very odd and just very curious and just a, a crazy a crazy uh, uh, faux pas on um, BET's part. I just don't get that at all. That, that was just really weird to me. But anyway, but you heard that that, that was settled. I, I I just assumed it was. I, oh, okay, I, I no. haven't heard it. Yeah, I, I heard. Yeah, I heard that he's suing for. I think it's two million in an apology. Mm. I believe is what it was. And uh, yeah, so I can't stand BET. You know. yeah. <laughs> I can't. I really can't. Yeah. I re- I remember what they used to be, and I look at them now, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what had happened? Right, right, right. What up? Right, right. Yeah. And there was rumors going around that. Uh, well, actually, I don't even think it was rumors. I think it was one of those uh, what do you call those sites? It was a satire, a satire or, site yeah. about Oprah. They say Oprah paid eight hundred for for BET, but yeah, it wasn't true. Oh, <laughs> he was about to get happy. Well, because <laughs> well, I've like seen, she can't do no worse. Well, I've seen <laughs> some own. I saw that Ter- Tyler Perry show that's on there. Which one? The uh, have and have not. Yeah, yeah. that shit's terrible, man. Yeah, yeah. That's bad. Yeah, his other one is kind of bad too, but it's not as well. I, I can't even get it. I can't even pretend to even watch the have and have nots. But I do watch. Um, the the one that used to be on uh, TBS but migrated to own um, 
Oh, the one, oh. the one that's based on the Why Did I Get Married or something or the uh, was it? Uh, it's the one with Michael uh, J. White and and uh, Tasha Smith. Oh, I don't uh, know. Yeah, it's, it used to come on after the uh, the one that was the hit with the. Um, God, I'm blanking on all his stuff. Uh, uh, it's a sitcom. Yeah, it's a sitcom. He had one on on TBS that was pretty big that ran for quite a while actually and uh towards the end Keisha Knight Pulliam was on there uh hmm no gee. no idea wow <laughs> yeah I, I know what you're talking about but I, I don't know the name <laughs> of it. yeah so anyway uh yeah this was this is it's based it's based off the movie the one with Janet Jackson and all those and all the married yeah, why couple, did I get married, married? Get married whatever yeah. it, this 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 sitcom is is basically uh like a spin off of that mm-hmm. movie and this is with Michael J. White, who's actually in the movie. Uh, Tasha Smith, I can't remember if she was in the movie or not. She might have been. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that one, it it has its moments, right? It has its moments. But the writers he have on there, they're, they're, he needs better writers. I mean... Well, he's not a good writer. Yeah. It's a Tyler Perry True. production. That's True. what all of them are. It's like, it's like it's, there's some good in all his stuff, but then it's always like, oh, but this is really not strong. True, right but now. I think I think that even he is a better writer than the people he have on there right. because it's the all the all the scenes like every episode, every they everything drags. It drags. It's like, why are we still in this scene? Like, I'm find myself like they are painfully long, mm-hmm. and it's like, why is this scene so long? And it's like they're just they, their their pacing is horrible. And uh, if it wasn't for that, it'd be a lot better. Uh, Dino, yeah, is it uh, for better or for worse? Yes, for better okay. or for worse. Thank I've you. heard of that. That's 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 the one that's on 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 See, own. It just yeah. just just from the stuff I've seen with Tyler Perry in general, it, it his stuff is so message laden. That that seems to take precedence over any coherent story, right? So I think that's one of the reasons why the scenes drag out because he because he, he wants so badly to to say whatever it is he's trying to preach. You know? Do you know who does that as well? It's the white gay openly gay version of mm-hmm. Tyler Perry. Who's that? Ryan Murphy. I feel like that oh, with really? his shows, Glee. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, uh, American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. He always has good ideas. And he mm-hmm. always has, he definitely is preaching some sort of message. It's usually about acceptance of people that outsiders. are different. Yeah. Outsiders. That's yeah. his. That's his sort of message in mm-hmm. all of his stuff. Yeah. And it's cool message, but it's like the substance to back it up is always like yeah. A message oh. messages often kill shows. Uh, Ellen's show used to you know. Her, the claims are is that she came out and that right. killed the show. That's bullshit. I used to watch Ellen's show. We all knew she was gay before she came out. First of all, <laughs> right? Okay. Second, <laughs> when she came out, we kept watching the show, but the show sucked, and it came uh, this one big old, you know, message about you know being gay. Uh, being gay, and this just it was all about being gay, whatever, and it stopped being about being funny, right? And that's why we that's why it, it died, not because she came out. It's because she came out and ruined her show. Right. <laughs> but uh, back to the Tyler Perry thing, um, not not disagreeing with you, D. Uh, that definitely is part of the problem. But mm-hmm. even in there's there's scenes when it's just comedy. There's no mm-hmm. message because mm-hmm. not every he does have to do the same thing in mm-hmm. the sitcoms. Mm-hmm. There are uh, there you know do little, but they take like episodes off where it's just a comedy, mm-hmm. and he's it's still it still mm-hmm. just really drags. Mm-hmm. It just really really drags. Well, that's bad for a sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So anyway, 
That is that. And speaking of movies and, and all that, um, you guys know that Spike Lee's got a movie coming out called Chirac? Yeah. I've only recently heard about this. Yeah. And I yeah. know about Chirac because I'm from back there. Right. Exactly. You know, the real, you know, they're talking about Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's, I'm, I'm going to play the trailer and I kind of kind of didn't get it like i'm i'm not is it a i don't know if it's a con i don't know what's going on like i kind of don't get it from the trailer i i just leave it at that i I don't know we'll see what you guys think but um yeah it's starring um some some woman named uh tiana paris uh angela bassett we all know her we all know jennifer hudson and of course sam uh samuel jackson and nick cannon and uh so here's here's the clip This is an emergency. This is an emergency. Homicides in Chicago, Illinois, have surpassed the death toll of American special forces in Iraq. Hey, Dolomites. Welcome to Chirac. Chirac. Where we at, my city? Land of pain, misery, and strife. Everybody here got a man banging and slanging, fighting for the flag, risking that long zip of the cadaver bag. All to the bang, 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 bang. It all started with a gorgeous Nubian sister. What's up, Spinner? They call her Alyssa Strzok, a woman like no other. You just try taking away their guns. Okay, okay, the dirty poppers. Because my gun go boom, I'll make sure a Trojan end up in the next. All right, but what else do they love? Repeat after me. I will deny all rights of access or entrance. I will deny all rights of access or entrance. Mr. Strider had them all take a solemn oath. Lock it up! Lock it up! Stop the murder madness or there would be no more posts. The situation's out of control because I'm in front of an empty stripper pole. <laughs> That's right. You get snubbed. Oh, snap! We gonna make sure these fools put down these guns. Police signs, every day. People dying, every day. Mama's crying, every day. Father's trying, every day. Trying to get my head straight. It's the city of Chirac, and get your bed made. Do you want justice? Please pray for my city. Too much hate in my city. Too many heartaches in my city. But I got faith in my city. This Chirac and I love that you can't take it away from my city. Some can't relate to my city. They die every day in my city. Yeah. We know these Story of fact. Can't shoot so babies get whacked. Side is a Chirac. And y'all mad cause I don't call it Chicago. But I don't live in Chicago. Boy, I live in Chirac. Okay, I get it. Now. Peace. This is an emergency. So it opens on December fourth uh, to limited uh, release, and I'll then see that. it later opens uh, on Amazon Instant Video. Even so, better. so yeah, so it looks like uh, it's, it does look like a comedy, and it looks like the women are uh, going on strike, holding, uh, holding, holding out on the, the swaggy p till all the guys give up the violence. It's Lysistrata. There, there, there is a Greek comedy called Lysistrata. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's it's a that's a, that sounds like actually a really good adaptation of that. I've seen that play before. Okay, that was like that was like one of the first plays I had to read when I was in college. Yeah, I like I always like that one. It's it still holds up. I just <coughs> putting it in Chicago and the mm-hmm. gang wars. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting take. 
Right. Yeah. Sam Jackson plays a Greek chorus. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is going. That is going to be the odd part about. It. I always, it's always like weird seeing something like that that's so stylized. And yeah. Then when you see it as a movie. Yeah. It usually yeah. don't play that well. Yeah. And in of course it's a message movie. Oh yeah. 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 So, like most of Spike's movies. Yeah. And, uh, well, I'm glad he's been so focused there, honestly. I think it's ridiculous what's happening in Chicago. I hate that there's so many people dying gun violence in Chicago. Right. It's like it seems so unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's a good idea. I, I, just, I just hope it works. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right. So let's get into uh, Average Guy Question of the Week. Since Charlie Bell's not here, uh, Pip, would you mind uh, reading the the uh, the question? Absolutely, I don't mind. Uh, FICO asked, "I went on a first date with this girl, and she asked me what's my credit score." Damn. I laughed it off, and then she asked again. I refused to answer, and she was acting a little a little smug the rest <laughs> of the night. Today, she said, "No second date until I tell my score." Is that appropriate? Is that mandatory information that soon? <laughs> wow. Um, let's see. How would Riley put it? Oh, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Um, yeah, a lot of these, 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 I was going to say women, but I, I'm sure some of the guys do it too. But I can only speak from, you know, my, my perspective. Though, I remember back, Years ago, when I was dating, I found that a lot of women sometimes were uh, kind of a little forward with all the information they wanted on the first date. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And and you know, it was kind of I don't know. It's yeah, it's very off putting. It's very off putting. Um, you can't try to get everybody's personal. And we know that you guys are, are searching for reasons not to date us. <laughs> That's basically what the first date is about. Like, how is this? How can I get this motherfucker to exclude himself from the from the dating pool? Um, that's the game that you guys are playing, and we're basically playing. How can we get her in the bed? <laughs> <laughs> and neither is going to happen or should happen on the first date, right? <laughs> typically, right? Okay, but yeah, you're gonna have to be a little bit more patient. Um, no, man, I don't think that's appropriate that she's asking you. I have a good FICO score, and I wouldn't, and I still wouldn't want anybody asking me, you know, on the first date. You know, I have to wait at least until the third, fourth, fifth date before I tell them I got over eight hundred. <laughs> See, I had to sneak that in there. <laughs> it ain't. It, that's in the mind your own business. My score ain't that. For, I tell you that. My score ain't that, and I wouldn't tell you what it was anyway. It's none of your. I mean, that's for right. later on, and when your relationship is getting way serious. later, way later. Like you know, my, like you when you talk about marriage. Yeah, that's that's when that comes up. When you have to put your money with their money, right? Right. Until then, it ain't none of your damn business. But yeah, but even then, yeah. Uh, unless, I, unless he asked for a loan. Then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> then on, his, uh, on his application, <laughs> he should include his, his social security number <laughs> and his FICO score. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, yeah, people are really quick trying to get the information so fast and so this and so that I, yeah, I remember one 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 girl on our first day kind of acted like she was feeling some kind of way 
because I didn't reveal that I was divorced. Like, and it wasn't the date wasn't even over yet. Mm-hmm. We were only like partially in the date and uh, had only met like one time prior at a party. And from there, we you know went on a, went on a date. And I don't remember how it came up or whatever, but it came up and she kind of acted like I was trying to hide something from her. I'm like, bitch, I just met you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, I'm supposed to, like, at the party when we met, say, hey, my name is Dino. I'm divorced. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Well, well, you could at least wear a T-shirt that had divorcee across the front of it. Scarlet D. Scarlet D, yeah. (laughs) Dino Red. (laughs) That's that's a cool superhero name for you. The Scarlet D. Walking around with an epi. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so what what do you think, Weez? I I agree with you one hundred percent. I mean, there's no uh, there's no reason. It, it it's like it to me. And I was making a joke out of, it, but that would be just as ridiculous as a guy asking a woman. I, I think we had someone who 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 did this, but asking to borrow money from his date. You know, mm-hmm. a, after you know a, after four or five dates. I mean, this yeah. to me that's there's no uh, you know uh, un, unless I, I can't think of a reason. Why you would need to know that information unless the unless the relationship was getting serious? Yeah, um, you know what I feel like. I feel like not excusing her, but I feel like this is. I'm about to do my my pro my put on my profiler hat. I'm mm-hmm. taking off my journalism hat. <laughs> I'm, I'm no longer journalist. I'm now profiler. You got you got the, you got the Sherlock Holmes <laughs> pipe and you got the. the <laughs> uh, I want to say she is a successful upward, upwardly mobile black woman who is uh, approaching 40 and she's got her shit together and she does not want to waste not one iota of her time with any, uh, any nigga that she perceives as trifling or not on her level. And so she wants to know right off the bat, like, you know, nigga, if you ain't got at least a 750, we can't even do this. I, I, and that's I what I feel right. like. I feel like that's who that, that I woman think you're is. Right. I think you are absolutely right. And that's a shame that, mm-hmm. that, that, because that's not living, really. Yeah. I mean, you got to let people. <laughs> right. Like, that's a job interview, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And, the, and the, I hear people talking about also, like, there's no anybody eligible to date, and there's not right. enough. And it's like, you picking people off because they mm. FICO score on the first date? Right, right. Yup. <laughs> that's somebody that want to be in a relationship, then. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I've, I've said time and time again, too, that people's FICO stores is. A FICO score is personal. A woman would tell you her age and her weight before she'd give you her FICO score. That's that's real. She would be like, nigga, please. Like, I am 40 and I weigh 150. <laughs> but that's all you all the numbers you getting right. out of me. <laughs> right. Put them together and you have the FICO score. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> That might be my score. <laughs> oh, no. I've I've been there. I've been there. I didn't. I wasn't born with a, a good FICO score. That's why I'm so proud of it. I my worked score, my ass off to get it. My score. <laughs> my score went up several years ago, but it's moved. It went down once I moved here to Los Angeles. But when I was in mm-hmm. Chicago, actually for a while, and it was actually due to my ex, because I, I lived in a house that he owned, mm. so I didn't have. To, I had. Very few bills. monthly ex- bills, yeah. and um, the expenses I had that automatically came out of my account or 
or credit card, whatever, those kind of expenses, yeah. they were all covered because right. they were all low, you mm-hmm. know, and it was like phone, you know, cell phone and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, just paying all that stuff on time every month raised my score. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But I was paying it on time because I didn't have to pay rent. Yeah. <laughs> right? If exactly. I had rent, I'd be like, I'll yeah. get y'all on the 14th. <laughs> then we'll get the cell phone on the 16th. Oh, right. I get my check on the 12th this week. It's normally the 15th. I'm getting it three days early, so I'm going to take care of y'all on the 18th. <laughs> All right. So, um, so to answer the question, too soon. Yeah, way too soon. Yeah. Exactly. If we, if we weren't clear enough. <laughs> Very inappropriate. Yes. So, um, yeah, so that is it. That's the show for today. Uh, Thanks again, Pip, for uh, coming in. Thank you for having uh, me. Gracing us with your presence, sir. Always, always a pleasure. Thank you very much. And uh, before we go, I'd like to give a couple of quick shout-outs. I'm going to give a shout-out to an old friend, Kim McGee, who just recently started listening to the show. Um, shout out to her and her husband, Kevin. Uh, thank you guys so much for, for tuning in and supporting the show. We appreciate it. Um, shout out to Chaz Samuel Jr., our super fan slash uh, Facebook editor, who always does an amazing job for us with that. Um, shout out to um, my girl Peaches, another super fan of ours. Um, and for all that she does to help promote the show, shout out to uh, Tara Lynn and uh, her mom, Miss Honeyflower. Thank you guys for supporting the show. And uh, that's about it. Um, if we made it to the next round in voting, uh, it starts on the 10th. So before the next show, uh, be on the lookout on social media. You guys who follow me on, on uh, Facebook and Twitter. So that you can you'll know whether or not we made it to the next round, and you can go and vote for us, the Shiznit Show. We appreciate your time. We appreciate your votes. We uh, appreciate your support. So for Charlie Bell, for Damon the Weasel Stanford, and Mr. Pip Lilly, this is Dino Red. Holla at your boy. From all of our crew to listeners like you, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Shiznit. And don't forget to tell your friends about the show. Check out our website, theshiznitshow.com, or hit us up on Facebook under The Shiznit. Follow us on Twitter at The Shiznit Show. Write to us at theshiznitshow at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail and make it sexy at 424-261-4878. This has been... The Shiznit. You're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network.